0: Serious what are some cryptid slash ghost slash unexplained stories you would be willing to share? When I was about 14, my grandmother had given me this little gold necklace with a cross on it and told me never to take it off. I wore it for at least 12 straight years without taking it off. But one day finally decided to, and then it got lost. So by this time I'm in my 20s and my brother and I were living together. One night we stayed up late playing with a Ouija board. Nothing significant happened during the game. But we started talking about our deceased grandmother, and I told him about the necklace, and how I was sad that I had lost it. At this point it was missing for a couple of years, and I had moved twice. Anyway we eventually decided to call it a night. I go to my room to get into bed, but first I was digging through my backpack looking for something. And I'd find the necklace in there in the front pocket. Plain as day. It made no sense. I got really excited so I went to tell my brother, who also thought it was eerie. Then we proceed to get back to getting to bed. As I'm laying in my bed about to drift off, feeling content about finding the necklace, I hear a very loud bang on my door as if a full grown man had punched it. It scared the absolute shit out of me. I thought maybe it was my brother so went to check. But when I opened the door no one was there. I checked his room and he was sound asleep. No idea or theory, if the Ouija board, necklace and bang are related in any way. But it was a weird night to say the least. When I was young, I used to have extremely vivid night terrors. I would dream about things like war and people having their heads lopped off. I would wake up scared from these and sneak into my parents' bed. I remember one night. I was about seven. I had crawled up into my mom's side of the bed. It was a water bed so as to not wake her up. I was scooched all the way at the edge, practically hanging off the side. Looked down and from the space from underneath and at the back of the bed where the electrical components were housed, small train came rolling out. Here was a tiny conductor that waved at me and the train continued across the room and disappeared into the closet. It's been nearly 40 years since that night and I still remember the details like it happened yesterday. When I was about 10 or 12. I went to this camping slash resort place. I won't name the exact place, but I will say it was in New England. In this resort, you rented out a cabin or RV, and you slept in it. The place has a pool and things like that, but the majority of the place was forested. The forest wasn't dense, but it was pretty large, and you could easily get lost. The day the sighting happened was just off. Everything just felt weird. Weirdly enough. There wasn't a lot of cicadas or birds singing. Even though it was the middle of July. It was like the sky was dead. The fishing was horrible too. Literally no one caught anything. It was like the water was dead as well. Pretty boring day. The pool was fun though haha. It got even worse when night hit. Everyone else went to sleep. And I stayed up to watch some TV. After a while, I heard some scurrying outside. I really liked animals at that age still do so i went to the window to see whatever critter was romping through the leaves needless to say it wasn't a coon or a possum whatever this thing was it wasn't natural at all this thing was really long and skinny i guess you could call its body dog like kinda looked like a greyhound it was completely hairless there wasn't even any peach fuzz like a sphinx cat its face was the worst part it was like the mix of a wolf and a baboon its eyes were just black marbles It stared at me through the window. It was crouching then. It looked like it was digging through the dirt. After a few minutes it stood up. It was bipedal. Like a person. The thing must've been like 7 feet tall. It was huge. It ran away after that. I woke up the next morning. I thought that I dreamt the whole thing. I went outside to where I saw the thing. The leaves were disturbed and there was a bare spot of dirt. I never saw that thing again. Anyone know what this can be? Edit. Just noticed that I didn't explain the cryptid's appearance that well. I'll give some basic descriptions. Seven feet tall. Deep. Completely black yet shiny eyes. Kinda reminded me of that Vantablack black material L. Really long arms. Almost at the ankle of the beast. Human slash ape-like hands. But with dog-like fingers. No nails. But did have claws. White body. Why? like albino white e dog slash human like legs and feet no visible genitals when i was 18 2008 a friend and i took a road trip from northern california to international falls minnesota it was a long drive and we were broke so we tried to make it as fast as possible our goal was two days to make the two zero one five mile drive toward the end of day two We had been driving for about 20 hours, and had about 2 left. We were in the middle of nowhere at about 2am, when we saw this bright blue light way off in the distance. We thought somebody had been pulled over or something, kinda looked like blue police lights and really bright. The light seemed impossibly far though, and took forever for us to come across. When we got to the light, it wasn't a car. There was a woman standing in the middle of a creek with some crazy bright blue light all around her. She was just standing there, in the middle of nowhere, in far northern Minnesota. It was the most bizarre thing I had ever seen. The light seemed to be emanating from her. It freaked us out, so we just hurried away. We didn't talk about it the rest of the trip and eventually lost contact. I messaged him about it a couple of years back because it had always stuck with me and wanted to make sure it wasn't a dream. Turns out he remembered the same thing and said he wished he forgot. I looked into it further and turns out a flood had washed away a small town a bunch of years ago and resulted in many people dying. Were not the only ones to see what we saw that night. Ghosts have always gravitated towards me. I used to live in an apartment that was redone because of a fire and someone died because of it. I had no clue that the apartment I lived in had the death. I happened to choose the room where the woman passed. The whole time I live there I'd get shaken awake at 7.30 every weekday morning. I'd look and see no one. Go back to sleep and immediately get shaken again. Look and again see no one. Try to sleep again. Get shaken even harder. I'd get up and go to the couch. At 8am I'd get shaken again. Go back to my bed to go back to sleep. I worked nights as a dishwasher so 7.30 and 8 was too early for me. When my girlfriend moved in with me that's when I realized it was a woman who died in my room when the fire happened. Because after my girlfriend moved in, I'd still get shaken awake every weekday morning at 7.30 and 8 o'clock. But my girlfriend wouldn't. Women get changed together all the time. So having my girlfriend in the room was fine to this ghost, But not me. And 30 minutes is just enough time for a woman to get ready for work after her shower we figured she liked us because we'd start to hear a disembodied laugh every now and then not a bad laugh a genuine that's funny laugh it spooked everyone who heard it at first but we got used to it after a while then one day my girlfriend invited my ex-girlfriend over no biggie they were friends my ex and i agreed after a troubled relationship that we are better friends that female ghost hated my ex The room would get cold whenever my ex came by and she'd hear angered growls just my ex one night when they were getting ready to head out to the bar my ex took a shower at the apartment because it was better than hers she comes out of the bathroom white as a ghost and scared didn't you hear me yell she asked us i thought you guys were ducking with the light in the bathroom it kept going on and off i could hear the switch Then the water goes ice cold, and I could see the outline of a hand go past the shower head. No, not a word came from the bathroom. I guess the ghost doesn't like you, said my girlfriend said. You did not say anything about a ghost here, my ex said sternly. How can you live like this? Oh, she loves us, we make her laugh. I said, really? All I hear are growls when I'm here, explains why it gets cold when you come by. My girlfriend said, I thought you had no heat. Heat bills paid. It only happens when you're here. I said, fine. I won't come by anymore. She clearly hate me. My ex said, she never went back to the apartment. After that it went back to normal. Every weekday I'd get shaken awake at 7.30 and 8 o'clock. The disembodied laugh came back. Then a year later we moved out. I'm fairly certain the ghost came with us. Because my roommate who lived with us said it was too quiet and the apartment door stopped opening and closing on its own at 8 o'clock on weekdays. I had no clue about the door to the hall until he said that. Maybe it's due to the fact I was a kid. But I got used living alone while my siblings and my parents were busy with work or school. However, one day while I was waiting to go to school, Brazil you either study just on the morning or in the afternoons, I had a chill. like. I felt really cold on a normal summer day and had goosebumps. And I felt like there were eyes watching me inside the apartment. I screamed asking if there was anyone around. Then walked around the house trying to find anyone and getting increasingly freaked out. Then I grabbed several brooms to defend myself just in case and I was still feeling cold. At last it was time for me to go to school so I just fled. Praying that my mother wouldn't feel weirded out why there were brooms in the middle of the corridor. My memory is not the greatest. But around that time there was a neighbor in the 14th floor that committed suicide by jumping through the window. I live on the third floor and soon enough, on the next day, when I used the elevator it went to the 14th floor. Well, this time I just thought it was a huge coincidence. Three apartments I've lived in in my lifetime. One late 90s. I was three when we moved out so these are my mom's stories. He apartment smelled of lilacs. Hen she used her computer it felt like someone was standing over her watching her. YBO dad always had issues with the apartment. He said it stunk of rotten decay and it was creepy and he couldn't sleep when he stayed over. Why mom would hear footsteps above her even when the upstairs apartment was vacant and smell cigarettes in her kitchen. Then though she didn't smoke. Northeast time when I was learning to talk I kept saying hi baba to the wall and waving and my mom said I'm trying to put it to sleep. Old you leave us be and I followed whatever it was out of the room with my eyes and then said bye bye baba. My baba was very much still alive in the late 90s. Northeast night my mom woke up suddenly and there was a short elderly woman in a nightdress standing in her bedroom doorway with her hair down and she looked at my mom f the room, and went down the hall and my mom heard her footsteps, allowed her and she just vanished in the kitchen. Here the woman had been walking smelled of lilacs. All the doors and windows were locked. To our apartment we lived in through the 2000s. W. Eve learned since moving out that the house was built in the 1860s and passed from father to son till the 1970s when it was converted into an apartment and a law office. The apartment was the back addition in the upstairs of the original house mom would frequently see a man rest in ww1 era clothes skulking around her car in the evenings and if she had to go to the garage at night where the freezer was he'd be standing in the garage but would vanish into thin air he also saw him standing by our front door once when we were coming home and it was raining heavily nd once saw him standing behind her in the bathroom mirror here was also a woman in a blue dress who walked up and down the hallway between my room and my mom's room in the old part of the house. Remember being afraid to go to the washroom at night because I was afraid of running into the woman. Also once saw her in the living room late at night when I went to the washroom and she told me to go back to bed. When my little brother was 3 or 4 my mom woke up feeling like she was being shaken and a woman saying your son is outside and my mom found my brother had sleep walked himself downstairs and opened the door and was standing in the open doorway 3 my first apartment with my husband was in a really rundown old house t he rooms we occupied would have originally been a nursery hildren's bedchamber and nana's room My husband frequently worked till 11 or 12 at night so i was often home alone there at night used to order food in a lot, and meet the delivery driver down by the road, because the house was kind of hard to find, 2 apartment buildings had been built in front of it, and there was a small lane way to get to the house between them, but unless you were looking for the house it looked like from the road the apartments were 19, 3 and 21 was missing, anyway several times I looked back up at my apartment to see a man standing in the window, but my apartment was empty and locked when I came back. Upstairs, my husband and I would also hear children laughing. Doors and cupboards would open and close on their own. When I was home alone late at night it felt like a male presence was standing over me and was upset and angry I was in his space about six months into living there a pipe burst and the damage required one of the original chandelier decoration pieces in the ceiling to be covered up and the whole time they were doing the reno time we were in the hallway there was a vibe like a woman was incredibly angry that her home was being destroyed finally we'd frequently see a black cat out of the corner of our eyes but we have two black cats so we just assumed it was one of our boys except for when we were moving out we sent our cats to stay with my parents near where we were moving to because our apartment was being shown while we still live there and the strangers in the apartment was incredibly upsetting to the cats anyway that week we were in the apartment without our cats we still kept seeing a black cat i shut him in a kitchen cupboard once said sorry three one of ours opened the cupboard to let him out and as i was opening the cupboard i remembered our cats weren't there anymore also the cupboard was empty Other random creepy things. Youngest brother had an imaginary friend called Belvin who stuck around until my brother was like 6 or 7 at least, and Belvin would frequently tell my brother to kill us, and to do dumb stuff like play with knives and matches, and jump out windows and out of cars, but my brother knew that he shouldn't do what Belvin said. Bill had an imaginary friend called Otis who would run alongside their car when they were driving through forests, and one time My Mill was playing with glow sticks with him in the bath, and he told her mum, tis is standing right behind you Anne." My Mill freaked out, and turned the lights on, and made him get out of the bath when my daughter was just learning to laugh she was laughing hysterically at something behind us that we couldn't see and then the next night my husband had a dream where his grandpa Daub told him he had a beautiful baby girl and when my husband woke up the frog plushie that grandpa Daub used to keep on his pool table that we now keep on a bookshelf in the living room was sitting on my husband's chair in the kitchen but i didn't touch it and out bookshelf is glass fronted so it's not like the cats could have carried it off when I chose my dorm building, I knew the place used to be a funeral home, but didn't think much of it. In my sophomore year of college, my social group was in turmoil, and I was dealing with some familial issues to boot. Sleep was not something I valued yet, and I took up walking to the local very old graveyard at night. The quiet was nice, and I was avoiding a rumor to was involved in the turmoil. I had top bunk, she had the bottom and our heads lay away from the desk slash door area as we slept at night. On her desk was a lamp that turned on by touch. I'd come home, walk by but not touch the lamp, and go to change into my night clothes at the opposite end of the room. Every night the lamp would turn on. At first I assumed that roommate was turning her light on. Eventually, it occurred to me that it might be something following me home from the graveyard. Eventually I stopped wandering, and the light stopped turning on at night. I'm not sure if I turned it off as I climbed into bed every night. I don't like the dark, so I probably let it stay on, but the roommate never complained. Come senior year, I moved into my own room on the top floor of that same dorm building. For the first half of the year, all was well. Then I returned to campus after winter break and my room started to scare me. At first it was little things. There was no airflow yet paintings I'd hung would suddenly fall off the wall. Fine. Thumbtacks weren't the most secure option for securing art to a wall. This happened so frequently that I stopped putting them back up. Then one night I awoke to the sound of shattering glass in my dorm room. I turned on the light and looked around. My room had a mirror over the sink, a small sealed window, and a box of shot glasses I was using for a design assignment. That's the extent of the glassware in my possession at that time. I scanned them. All and none appeared broken. My shot glasses sat on top of the closet. The mirror and window were intact and in place. I turned off the light and went back to sleep. Come morning. I checked a second time before leaving for the day. The shot glasses remained on top of the closet. I went to class. Later I returned to my room to find the glasses placed in the center of the floor. The door had been locked all day. I started sleeping with the lights on. Calling my boyfriend every night before bed. Because I was afraid of my room. By this point I was convinced the room was haunted. But so far, the ghost hadn't done much beyond annoying me out of sleep. That changed when I awoke to a crash in the middle of the night. I slept on a lofted bed and I would put my handmade-down laptop underneath it. At night, instantly alert, I turned on the light. My laptop lay shut. In the center of the room. On the floor. A piece of plastic from inside the laptop lay beside it. My laptop was broken. I was pissed. Not scared anymore just very done with the whole situation. Couldn't afford another laptop and that one had the expensive Adobe Suite on it. E next day I taped a piece of paper to the top of my dresser and placed a small golf pencil beside it. Then I told the entity in my room that it was not to communicate with me anymore, unless it was by writing whatever its message was with that pencil, and that piece of paper, which I would be keeping in that one spot, if the entity attempted to contact me through any other means ever again, would've it exorcised, was very clear, that I would call upon a priest, un, chill exorcist, itch, hat over the heck, did not care, however I had to call, until it was gone from that place forever, Othing else weird happened during the next couple of months that I lived in that room. After graduating I learned that the president of my college gives an annual lecture regarding the campus hauntings. Art students being separated from the general student body by physical proximity, our workspace being far away from the main campus and our schedules being far fuller than the average student. Not counting the music majors. We weren't invited. Apparently that dorm building is known to be haunted by a little girl who died in a fire. So I assume that's who I was threatening after they broke my laptop. This isn't the first time I've posted this, but I've since deleted my old account. TLDR my ex-funeral home dorm building was haunted. A touch lamp would turn on. Paintings fell off the walls. A phantom glass shattered. My things were moved around. And it broke my laptop. I threatened it with an exorcism and never had another issue. I was in my early twenties and I scored the job interview of a lifetime. I just graduated college and passed the screening phase of a large and well known company based in Los Angeles. I traveled to LA city for my interview and passed the initial interview. I was instructed to go to a second interview in the following days. This interview was held, ran out of a rolled brutalist building in some industrial area It looked like an old government building. When I entered I was directed to the elevator and what I experienced in the elevator I'll never forget. I pressed the button for the 7th floor and the doors closed. The numbers on the elevator went up in number, but the elevator gave me the sensation of going down. Then the floor number froze at 5 and and the elevator moved for what seemed like several minutes. I maintained a serious attitude though as I was about to enter an interview. I just dismissed it as an old early 1900s elevator. However the elevator stopped. The doors opened to complete and total darkness. Impenetrable darkness. What seemed like completely nothingness if it weren't for the smell of smoke. Not a bad smoke. Something like incense. As the elevator doors remained open, I remember feeling like I was standing in the edge of a cliff. If I walked out it'd fall into nothingness. Then out of nowhere. Seemingly materializing before my eyes an elderly woman emerged from the darkness Her face was covered in shadow comma, but was I could see was her attire She was dressed in an early 1900 style a worn and severely faded green floral printed dress with white lace accents On her head was a equally frayed straw hat with a small red wilted flower on a black ribbon She got in the elevator with me and turned to face the doors As she walked in I walked to the corner hands folded in front of me. I scooted into the corner and tried not to look at her. When she turned completely ash to dead center in the elevator and didn't press a button. The door slowly closed. We stood there in silence. But the elevator moved anyway. This time the elevator stopped on a floor with a brightly lit long, long hallway. There was one clerk's desk a few feet into the hallway and a door at the end of the hallway. That's it. The woman slowly moved her old feet out of the elevator and into the hallway. The doors closed momentarily and opened again at my floor. The experience lasted about 5 minutes between the long ride to nowhere and hovering in darkness. But when I got to my floor about 20 minutes had gone by and my interviewer asked if I got lost. I didn't know what to say. So I just said the elevator was very slow. His demeanor changed and said with a strange energy about him. You know there is a basement to this building, did you go there? I said. i Am not sure where I went. Without losing a beat he just turned around and lead me to my interview. The Warrens visited my childhood home once, a lot of weird stuff happened. Things being thrown, voices, terrible smells and things like that. One thing that always stands out is, when we were younger me and my sister shared a room both of our beds were against opposite walls and the heads of the bed were against another wall into corners so two sides of the bed were whiled off my mom was tidying up and went to grab a mini mouse stuffed animal that was sticking out from under the bed when she went to pull it out it was pulled back under by something that could not have been possibly pulling it it was a small game of tug of war until it was violently yanked from whatever was where the wall is Then a rotting meat smell followed. Another time was, we had a painting of woods hanging in the living room. A path with woods on both sides. And my mom slept on the couch. She looked up, and swears she saw Satan or a demon in the background. A priest came to bless the house, and take the picture. They tried burning it, and the picture itself burned. But the frame wouldn't I lived for a bit in an old farmhouse in a tiny town in the middle of nowhere. The farmhouse was at least 100 years old. And aside from various oddities the big thing we noticed is that if you touch the faucets slash drains in the sinks and bathtubs you would get a little shock. My dad and I couldn't feel it. But mom and my sisters all complained about it. We finally got the power company out. After taking a look and verifying for themselves. They set to work. They started driving, copper grounding rods into the ground and stopped at around 30, when it didn't make any difference. They pulled the meter at the post and still the faucet slash drains were live, in their desperation on to figure out what the actual duck. They pulled the meter of every house in a 1 mile radius, and still nothing. They gave up at that point, there was nothing else they could do. The charge clearly wasn't coming from the power lines. To this day, 35 years later, I have no idea what caused that. But it freaked mom and the kids out to the point that we moved. It didn't help that there was a huge propane tank on the property. Reportedly about half full. That was also live. I was house sitting my friend's house for a week and the first night. I hooked up my playstation and was getting ready to play. When a super loud distressed voice from right in front of me said. I'm so glad I found you. I just froze and didn't know what to do. So I started the game, and pretended it didn't happen. Throughout the week, doors would shut. There was a super cold spot outside the door of the bedroom where I slept. And on the last night, I left the house to get food and all the locks to all the doors were locked. When I came home, the front and back doors have a deadbolt and a slide lock, and both were locked from the inside. No one got into the garage and all the windows were locked too. When he got home, we tried to figure it out, but cold i've worked at this school for five years since my first term there different staff have talked about their experiences in our sixth form block stories of walking behind another staff member who disappeared halfway down the corridor or following someone into a room to find it empty have always made me have the heebie-jeebies but it never experienced anything until about a month before lockdown i teach fashion and have a running pet hate with my students over missing equipment and work being moved or messed with in between lessons. My students have always been entirely in the dark about who did it and this has fueled my anger towards my lazy and entitled groups who can't be bothered to look after their own work or equipment. Anyway, around the end of Feb, the staff room chatter started about our librarian who ran from the building after seeing a huge man walk out of my classroom door towards a library next door then disappear in front of her eyes. She didn't return to work for 2 days and was obviously shaken still when she came back. So I questioned our caretaker who is the longest serving staff member was taken aback thought I knew that this ghost everyone talks about originates in my classroom and that has seen him in there most nights when he locks up apparently has harmless I lines be the judge of that. I'd explain my missing equipment, And yet to meet him, I shall start looking for a new job when I do. Doctor my classroom is haunted and am the last to know. My husband's mom passed away the year before we were married. Shortly after her death my sister-in-law went into her bathroom and found the lid down on the toilet and was convinced it was her mom saying hi because of some article about bathroom poop particles she had talked about shortly before her death. Then the next day I also discovered a downed toilet lid that I didn't remember closing I kind of brushed it off and didn't make much of it. Thought maybe we were both just having vivid imaginations. Fast forward a year to a few months after we were married, my husband received an amazing opportunity at work, but it had him traveling and away from home on Thursday each week. No big deal. I was working full time and in grad school, so I had plenty to keep myself busy and wasn't worried about being alone. My mother-in-law must have felt differently though, because I constantly finding lights on that I know, were off when I went to bed. And lock on the front door knob was engaged even thought we didn't use it, because it didn't latch to the door jam. We exclusively use the deadbolt. I just figured she was trying to keep me extra safe, while I was living in the house alone during the week. All of these things stopped once he completed that assignment about 10 months later, and was back home. It was back in 2002 or so. I was living just outside a town in rural South Carolina. My house was bordering on an old forest. I was young and curious. It was about 8pm or so. I'd left the house because I'd gotten into a fight with my older sister. I wandered in one direction for a good 10 minutes, looking at trees and so forth. And I just stumbled on this old tombstone. It was so old and weathered, I couldn't see anything on it. I look around and there are four more to my left, three to my right. Behind it was what I now knew as a dilapidated church. I may be a remnant of one. It seemed so small. My sister managed to catch up to me and was trying to drag me back to the house. She was mad at first, but then she glanced behind me at what I thought was the tombstone. The color drained from her face and she began yanking on my arm to pull me away. I was mad at first. But when I looked back to see the graves one last time, that's when I saw it. That thing staring at us from the ruins behind the tombstones. Most I remember about it was that its head was made of a skull. A goat skull. Because it had horns. I booked it and never went back. We moved out two months later because the hotel my mom worked for shut down due to financial issues. Every time I try and talk to my sister about it, she says it had to be a dream. But I know the look she gets. She saw it too. To this day I'll never know what it was. Ah. Finally something I can contribute to, unlike society. For background. I live in Southeast Asia. I live in the capital of my country. Very modern big city setting. My parents are both doctors but their parents, both sides and both grandparents, were witch doctors. We call them bombosindicans. My mother is prone to having strange premonition-like dreams, most of which we can usually brush off because of how minor they tend to be. This particular incident, she didn't dream of anything, or so she thought. That should have been the first red flag. She woke up that particular night, hearing tapping sounds at the window of her bedroom. She decided to open it up to let whatever was tapping the window into her room, assuming it was our cat. She walked ahead of it to open the door to my bedroom, I was asleep, according to her at this point. She walked back to bed as it was 3am, and she has her clinic opening at 8am. She recalled stepping onto something wet. She turned on the lights, only to find a trail of blood from the cat she led to my room. Apparently that was bad enough to jolt her out of her sleep. After she realizes she had been asleep, she ran to my room with a ducking machete. Here I was in my own ass bed. Comfy as hell at 3 AM, I remembered seeing something crawling beside me, thinking it was my cat. I hugged it, whatever it was. It was wet and cold, and pulled itself out of my grip. In the dark, it looked like a human head, with the spine and entrails dangling out. I remember punching it repeatedly as it bit my left arm and face. I can still remember the static shock I felt when my fist connected. In comes my mother screaming and smacking the head with her thankfully sheathed machete. After a few smacks she left me to keep punching the grotesque helium balloon as she went to open my bedroom window. I felt the cord rip itself out if of my hands. That night was spent cleaning my cuts and the blood off the floor and changing my bedsheets. I grew up with a pioneer cemetery right next to my neighborhood surprisingly it wasn't much of an attraction to the majority of kids in the hood for many years. I.T. happened to be in the middle of my house in my childhood BFF. R.I.P. Delaney B. She took her own life in April of 2000. Grandmother's house. We would often meet there and were so intrigued with a few small gated sections that held the bodies of very young children who passed between 1800 and early 1900s. Many of the graves still had physical momentous laying outside them the most fascinating was a pair of white small children's prairie boots W. We would talk to them and often just say hello It was kind of our weird spiritual thing we just did But never really discussed it or told others about Before we were about to be in middle school cemetery became a hotspot for delinquent locals To vandalize to the point of bones being dug up and any momentous, like the white boots, were stolen A local group band together and over a few year period slowly rebuilt and flagged completely demolished gravestones and burial sites, and it appears the cemetery has been relatively respected and intact since then. Flash forward almost 20 years and I live back in my hometown with my 11 years old daughter and have driven by this cemetery for years, but have not stopped. We are going quarantine crazy, so I decide to take her to the cemetery for a little history. Spiritual and etiquette lesson of respecting the sacredness of where our bodies get laid to rest. We enter the cemetery and make our way up to the small gated section with a few children's graves I tell my daughter how it used to be my favorite area to visit and say hello. E stand there reading the names and ages of the three children and my daughter half serious half joking, asks me do you think we can go inside the gate? Bet they are ready to play, just as I started to tell her no we want to respect and try not to walk on where their bodies were laid to rest. He gate, which completely shut and latched and it was a shockingly zero wind day in a town that often gets 80 miles per hour winds during summer, swings completely open. My daughter and I were clearly a little spooked, but I tried to rationalize this event and we kept on moving through the cemetery. About three minutes later my daughter shouts oh my gosh there's a baby delaying at that infant's grave it was literally 10 feet from us. It stood up and never shifted focus the rest of the time we walked around the cemetery. It walked about 15 feet away, but right alongside us. I started to get a little mama bear nervous, so I decided that we would wrap up the tour. We followed the same path we took up. Down because there were lots of areas with just flags to mark where people were laid to rest. The deer continued to follow, and as we passed the gated section that had flown open earlier I decided to test and see how that logically could have happened. At gate was rodan, ox solid, nd completely intact. Then me swinging it full force did not open it as wide as it had flown open earlier. I was doing this the deer came up with 5 feet of my daughter, and I and just stood on the other side of the gate. Was one of the most beautiful and odd encounters I've ever experienced. I'm pretty spiritually in tune I often feel things not see them and to have my daughter with me during this experience was very special. I used a Ouija board once and it read out tell bunny I say hi. It freaked me out a bit but ultimately didn't relate to me so I didn't think much of it. A few days later I was at my parents and I nonchalantly mentioned it and my mom went white and said my dead uncle called me bunny. I would love to do this to my niece someday. I don't think she'd ever use a Ouija board though. I was at an antique shop with my mom and we were the only ones there. We got to the back of the shop and saw this really amazing old wooden shoe shine chair. The wood was worn in that way, that makes it look silky almost. For whatever reason it made me really happy and I sort of rushed up to touch it. And I immediately had a really strong sense of vertigo. My vision cut out for a second and I almost felt like gravity had become more intense. I backed off immediately and was like wtf. My mom believes in ghosts slash spirits and said I probably didn't approach the chair with the right amount of respect and that hoss of a chair it was must have taken a lot of pride in their work. No clue if that's true. But that was my one and only experience with vertigo. My grandparents and parents had a farm in a super isolated area. There was a fire there and they got the house after the repairs were done. One guy didn't make it out. A man in overalls, kept standing over my uncle's bed. Never saw his face, but you could hear him walking. He would only walk down the stairs from the attic to the second floor then into my uncle's room. In the barn there was also certain days that a face, completely burned, would show through the window for three minutes tops. It was in Massachusetts on old Native American land do some things you could hear mumbling from the forest my mom said they almost pooped her pants when she went to get water late at night he saw me and waved i waved back then he sprinted past me into uncle's room i still don't believe it my husband worked nights wouldn't typically get home until about 3 a.m one night he calls me on his break about midnight we talk for just a short bit he goes back to work i go to bed what felt like a short time later I hear our back door open. Hear him come into the bedroom and start to get ready for his shower. I drift back off thinking nothing of it. Then I feel him climb on the bed. Often he will do this with me sleeping on my back. He lays his head on my stomach and I scratch his head. Now this particular night I'm not feeling it. I'm tired and so I tell him to get off me that I want to sleep. I feel him lift up like has gonna go. I roll over on my side and try to doze back off. Only to feel him lay back on top of me again, except this time I can hear him breathing in my ear and has hurting my shoulder. So I tell him again, get the fuck off me and sit up this time opening my eyes. No husband. I still thinking has being a douche trying to prank me, I get up looking for him. Look all over my house. Even go to look outside, only to realize he hadn't even made it home from work yet and wouldn't for another hour! Exclamation mark now mind you i had been with my husband for about nine years when you've been with someone that long you just know what they sound like what they feel like all that good fun stuff i know that whatever it was did a really good job at mimicking my husband freaked me right out when i was 10 i went to my friend's house for a slumber party we had fun all we all went to bed around midnight Sometime during the night, around 3 AM, I woke up to the sound of something swishing around in a rhythmic manner along the wall. It was very hard to see. So I sat up to get a better look. As soon as I tried to move, one of my friends pinned me back down and said to pretend to be asleep. So I did. The next morning I asked her what happened, and she told us that the small picture hanging on the wall was flailing around really fast for like 5 minutes straight. We checked it out, and sure enough, there was a circular pattern scratched into wall. The perfect shape for a spinning picture frame. So, this will get buried. But we went to Beechworth Asylum, Australia, and we went on a tour of the asylum. And during the tour, the tour guide stopped at a window and said there used to be a man in this cell who was poorly looked after and was dying in his cell. In his dying days, he would press his hand up against the window and knock to the staff passing outside, trying to get their attention he died after 3 days of no one visiting his cell sometimes you can still see the hand knocking on the window at night just at that moment we see a hand pop up and knock on the window the tour guide jumped so hard that she knocked her head on the roof we look outside and a man is standing out there he asks us where does he get tickets for the ghost tour session the tour guide took a minute to calm down and my family couldn't stop laughing thanks for watching hit subscribe for more videos like this